Welcome to Pressing In, the podcast where we press into the Word and the Heart of God and seek a glimpse of His perspective. I'm your host, Jamie DeSilvia. I'm a Christian speaker and the author of two devotional books that are unlike anything you've read before. Check out my website, jamiedesilvia.com, to learn more about my books. I am passionate about connecting women to the heart of God with biblical insight, authenticity, and grace. And now it's time for us to start pressing in. Hi friends, episode six, we are pressing into Psalm 3. And this one is for anybody feeling hard-pressed on all sides. I'm going to start by reading verses 1 and 2 from Psalm 3. Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver me. Pretty dramatic beginning there. I want to talk about uh, the word foes here in the passage. Now, David um, is running from his son Absalom, who wants to, he's rallying support to take over, take the throne from David. And so he has literal um, enemies that may be coming after him or looking for him. And we do have times in our lives where we do have um, people that are foes in our lives, enemies that come against us, rise up against us, speak negatively about us, or try to hinder our progress. Now, this word foes here is not uh, as much of a word like enemy opponent as another word that's used later in the psalm. This word foe is a little more abstract, and the definition has ideas like to make narrow or to make a, a way narrow, to put in a hard place, to cause distress, to bind up. And so here a foe is someone or something that is trying to make our path narrow so we can't pass through. Someone or something that is putting us in a hard place, in a difficult position. Someone or something that is causing us distress or binding us up, trapping us, causing us to be stuck and not move forward. So we do have people who do these things in our lives, but we have other things also. We have some internal things, emotional, um, psychological, spiritual things that impede us. We may have negative thoughts about ourselves or our lives. We may have fears, unhealthy beliefs about who we are, untrue beliefs about who God is and who we are in his sight. We may have unrealistic expectations for ourselves, for others, and maybe even unrealistic expectations for God. And all of these things come against us and keep us from being successful, from trusting God, from living in freedom and operating in hope and love and peace. And these things, these foes try to convince us that God is not on our side, that he will not save us or rescue us or bail us out this time. 
I'm going to go back to Psalm 3 now and read verses 3 through 6. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep and wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. I love, one of the things I love about the Psalms, and David is really good at this, also some of the other Psalm writers, well, they will put out their, the foremost thoughts on their mind, their fears, their emotions, their troubles, and say, Lord, how many are my foes coming against me? And they'll express their situation, but then they'll pivot a bit and they will remind themselves who they are and who God is. And that's what we see David doing here in Psalm 3. The first two verses, he expresses his trouble and his frustration. And then he says, but you, Lord, reminding himself, you're my shield. You're the one who lifts my head. When I call to you, you answer me, you sustain me. And I, knowing that, I can choose not to fear the foes on every side. And we need to get in the habit of doing that, of go ahead, spill your heart out, tell God everything that's going on and everything you're worried about, and then pivot a little bit and remind yourself that God is everything you need. And remind yourself that when you put your full trust in him, you are never disappointed. When you put your full trust in him, you are able to function, even if the enemy is coming against you. And when you put your full trust in him, you can even experience peace and joy. And this full trust may feel like something totally out of reach, but it's just one of those things that we have to practice one day, one hour, one minute at a time. And I'm going to give you a tip. One of the things that I started doing when the Lord really challenged me to give up kind of my old ways of being self-sufficient, meaning I always wanted to try to figure things out myself. Also, my need for control, you know, to plan things out and take control and figure out solutions. He wanted me to interrupt those self-sufficient plans and those desire for control um, habits that I had. He wanted me to interrupt that and he wanted me to say out loud, Lord, I put my trust in you. And it was my chance to pivot. And honestly, so many times I pivoted so much, I probably wore holes in my carpet at home. I'm telling you. It took a lot, a lot, a lot of practice to get out of the habit of worry and analyzing and planning and controlling and all of that jazz, okay? One day, one minute, one hour at a time, tell the Lord how you feel and then pivot and confess your trust. Lord, I put my trust in you. You are worthy of my trust and I will not be disappointed. So, we practice, we keep at it, we get a smidge better every day. Back to Psalm 3, I'm going to read verses 7 and 8. Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. 
Strike all my enemies on the jaw and break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. Now, this could possibly be another pivot back <laughs> to, um, it sounds like David really wants the Lord to step in with vengeance, right? He's kind of telling the Lord, I need you to deliver me. I need you to strike at my enemies. And I think this is kind of a prayer mode where David realizes he can't stop the enemy himself. And he cannot stop other people from doing what they want to do, right? But he can pray and he can ask God to act on his behalf. So that is what he does. He asks for God to act and he remembers that God is the one who brings deliverance and he asks, may your blessing be on your people. He asks for God's blessing. Now we got some interesting wording here where David talks about, um, strike my enemies on the jaw, break the teeth of the wicked. And this kind of imagery, to me, it seems kind of linked to, um, you know, the jaw and the teeth is where people speak words against us, against us, excuse me, people make plans against us. The jaw and the teeth also kind of remind me of the enemy's desire to kind of chew me up and spit me out. And so David is coming against the enemy's plans to devour him. And he knows, again, David can't save himself from the enemy, but God can. And so David is going straight for a powerful prayer that says, Lord, I need you to interrupt whatever the enemy is doing here. And notice that David doesn't delineate between the enemy Satan and the enemies on the ground who are pursuing him. Okay, but I'm going to challenge us to delineate between our enemy Satan and any foes we may have on the ground here on earth. Now, I haven't prayed many prayers for God to um, smack down any people. Um, but perhaps if I have, the Lord has not done it ever. He's not smacked down any people on my behalf. So I don't necessarily recommend that as an efficient way to pray. The Lord has promised to smack down Satan, the enemy. He's already dealt him a blow on the cross. Um, and we know the final blow will come at the end of, of the end of days when, you know, Satan will be destroyed in the, so in the meantime here, I believe we can ask the Lord to strike down the enemy, Satan. I also believe that people who come against me are not my enemy to the degree that Satan is. They may be used by Satan, you know, to cause trouble for me. But the truth is that these people that we are dealing with, they are people. They are God's children. And I will never forget one time that I was having some incredibly harsh and hurtful thoughts about a person who shall remain nameless. And the Lord broke into my thoughts and said, you know, Jamie, he's my son and I love him. He's not perfect and he might be wrong about some things, but he is my son. And it really kind of changed my perspective about how I pray 
um, when I'm dealing with people who are coming up against me. I have to remind myself that Satan is the one behind this. And the Lord can move them out of our lives. The Lord can change their heart and change their heart toward us. The Lord can do a lot of things without having to actually strike them on the jaw. So I am encouraged by David's desire to pray and ask God for action. I am encouraged by the Holy Spirit to ask God for action against Satan and also that the Lord would move in the hearts of the people involved that he would change their hearts, soften their hearts, turn their hearts back to him. And I need to remember that I have an enemy and it may very well not be one of the people in my life. So Lord, strike the enemy Satan, but give me grace for the people in my life. So I want to encourage you, if you are feeling hard pressed on every side, you are feeling opposed and chased down and talked about and mistreated press in to this psalm here i'm going to read the whole thing for you from the passion translation i love this version it's very poetic and very heartfelt i think you will be blessed by it lord I have so many enemies, so many who are against me. Listen to how they whisper their slander against me, saying, Look, she's hopeless. Even God can't save her from this. But in the depths of my heart, I truly know that you, Yahweh, have become my shield. You take me and surround me with yourself. Your glory covers me continually. You lift high my head. I have cried out to you, Yahweh, from your holy presence. You send me a father's help. So now I'll lie down and I'll sleep like a baby, and then I'll awake in safety, for you surround me with your glory. Even though 10,000 dark powers prowl around me, I won't be afraid. Rise up and help me, Yahweh. Come and save me, God. For you will slap them in the face, breaking the power of their words to harm me. For the Lord alone is my Savior. What a feast of favor and bliss he gives to his people. Amen. Now I'm going to read to you the psalm again, in the loosely in the NIV version, and I'm going to flip the point of view so it's as though god is speaking the truth of this psalm to you so take a deep breath and open your heart child i see how many foes you have and how many things are rising up against you many are saying that i will not deliver you but I am the Lord. I am a shield around you. I'm your glory. And I am the one who lifts your head. You call out to me and I will answer every time from my holy mountain. 
you lie down and sleep and wake again, because I am sustaining you. You will not fear, though tens of thousands assail you on every side. I will arise when the time comes. I will deliver you. I will strike the enemy Satan on the jaw. And I will weaken the teeth of the wicked so that they cannot devour you. From me, and me alone, comes your deliverance. And my blessing, my abundant blessing, is on you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And friends, I'll catch you next time when we press into another passage of scripture. Thanks for listening to Pressing In with Jamie DeSilvia. If you've been encouraged by this podcast episode, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Visit jamiedesilvia.com to check out my books and do come chat with me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook.